Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Good morning. So as you move around the country and as you drive around, I imagine you notice what cars are actually on the road. Have you noticed at the moment there's a large number of tiny yellow cars? They all look exactly the same. They're very small, just space for four people, and a black roof rack on top. And if you've been stuck behind one, I'm sure you've noticed, they also have very little power. They can't drive fast at all. The car is made by the Indian company Bajaj. The model of the one that you're seeing is called Acute. Q-U-T-E. And in fact, technically, it's not a car at all. It's what the law defines as a quadricycle. And I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear it's not driven by a normal car engine, but a motorcycle engine. So then, why is this car so popular? And what does that tell us about our car industry at the moment? And why are you seeing so many of them all over the place? And could this be the future of cars, where we see many more smaller cars that are much cheaper and use less petrol? First this morning, from the Bajaj company, a director of Bajaj South Africa, Sahil Data. Then, the situation around why you're seeing so many of them. It's partly because they're being used by e-hailing drivers on the Bolt platform. Vatukum Balengwa is the national spokesperson for the National E-Hailing Drivers Association. Nico Smith, as you know, is a motoring expert here on SAFM on Jet Set Breakfast. And George Meany is the CEO at Auto Trader. We start then with uh, with Sahil Data, director of Bajaj South Africa. Sahil, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, guys. Is the Bajaj cute a car or is it something else? It's a small car, as you mentioned, it's a quadricycle. And what what kind of engine does it have inside it? It's got a two hundred twenty cc engine. So that's a motorcycle engine, right? Yes, correct. And how fast does it go? Uh, 70 kilometers per hour. And I presume that's on a level. It won't do that uphill. Yeah, correct. So does that mean you can't take it on the highway? You can't. It's for local roads. It's for last mile transport. Okay, so if you see this car on the highway, the driver shouldn't take it there. Yeah. And on the and on a national road, would that include a national road? You couldn't take it on the N1 either? You can't take it on... Uh, freeways, what we call it. Okay. They're very small. Um, do they tip over easily? Sorry? Do they tip over easily? No, 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 no. Very stable on roads. Okay, so you don't have cases like that? No, no, no. And safety-wise, compared to other cars, how safe are they? It got one-star rating on crash test. That's It's got a one-star on NCAP when the top rating is five, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's not that safe, really. Uh, but it's you. You're not driving that fast, so it's safe for the internal roads. Okay. Um, does it have an airbag or anything like that? It must have seatbelts to go on the road, right? It's got a seatbelt, but no airbags. No airbags. Okay, and seatbelts for everybody. Yes, for okay. passengers and driver. Okay. Um, normally in South Africa, the most popular car is the most popular car because it's the cheapest car so yes. i presume that's why you're selling so many it's quite cheap yes it's eighty-five thousand rands for a new brand new car with a warranty everything okay and how long is the warranty two years two years okay and are you able to tell us how many you've sold around 600 600 000, you mean or 600 600 
Okay, because we're seeing them everywhere. I see. I will probably see four on my way home yeah, this morning. It, it just got uh, eyes now because of the e-hailing platform. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much indeed. Sahil Data is the director at Bajaj South Africa. Well, he mentioned the e-hailing platform. And as I understand it, the e-hailing platform Bolt is now got a platform for these cars. There's a particular option that allows you to hail one of these cars more cheaply than the others. Batuka Mbalengwa is the spokesperson for the National E-Hailing Association representing drivers. Batuka, good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Steve, for having me again. Sure. How many drivers are using these cars? They seem to be all over the place. Yeah, no, a great number of drivers are using these cars and our concern is growing as equally fast as to why these cars are being deployed. We don't think that they complement the transportation mix. We appreciate as an industry that we do need uh, more fuel efficient vehicles, but that doesn't mean we need to compromise on safety. And I don't think it's it makes sense for our sort of road networks and our mobility uh, needs in this country to have a vehicle that 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 is one firstly so limited as to where it can move because uh, when it's limited in as to where it can move it's going to be uh, condensed into certain areas which will then you know give way to tensions with the existing operators within that space okay i'm going to come to that in a moment it is only for short trips though is there not a lot of business for them i mean i would think if they're cheaper people are going to use them more Look, they are short trips, but as well, look, the cost of that short trip, you know, we need to make sure that we're introducing solutions that complement the transportation mix and gives way to healthy competition. I think the introduction of this particular platform uh, without the consultation and engagement of of, of, of the, the stakeholders within transportation, without engaging the Apex organization, which is Santaco, or even trying to work with existing e-hailing participants is going to just create tension you know i don't i don't see it i don't see it being a sustainable solution well batuka i seem to remember the meter taxi associations complaining about exactly the same thing when you came in if you remember you know there was no consultation i mean i, th- I suspect they might be listening to this and saying shame no, no, no. The the meter taxis and us are working quite well together in finding solutions at the moment. I think the problem is, you know, Pajaz is introduced by Bolt. Bolt doesn't acknowledge uh, Santaco as an apex organization. And furthermore, then they are partnering, you know, the premier of the, of the province is partnered with them on this without consulting. So, you you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't find an initiative in any other industry. You wouldn't go to the nursing industry without engaging nursing council. You wouldn't go to the law society without engaging that the structures within that industry. But there seems to be a habit and a growing habit whereby app companies are being introduced. Government is supporting them. They're not they're not taking into consideration the impact on existing players. So, you know, it's not a matter of e-hailing drivers put their meter taxes into this. It's a matter of when are we going to start treating this as the industry and making sure that we engage holistically to ensure that the solutions are sustainable um well you may complain about that but shouldn't the market get to decide i mean if i'm a consumer i should get to decide if i want to go in a corolla or a bajaj cute and i mean i don't think that you get to decide that i can't decide for myself that absolutely cannot we can't we can't we must ensure that um 
uh, the, the the market gets to decide independently as to where they want to trade. But we need to set a benchmark as well as a country to say, this is what our transportation mix is going to look like. We must therefore also accept that this is the safety standards we must ensure we all commit ourselves to. Because what's a one-star safety rating? Already taking into consideration some of the road fatalities into the country. You know, this this the introduction of this unsafe vehicle is only going to add to those fatalities. Well, it's unsafe, but it's also slow. I mean, isn't it safer? I mean, I'd rather be driving next to one of those or behind one of those or in front of one of those than some guy driving a Uber X BMW something maxed up to the max. Well, look, the needs of somebody traveling in an Uber X and a Bajaj is completely different. But I'd like to challenge you to go YouTube a video at the impact of 60 kilometers and see how detrimental that can be. So it may only reach 70 kilometers an hour, but because it's slow doesn't mean you're out of danger. Okay. Are your members losing out as a result? So I presume many of your members might drive for argument's sake a Toyota Corolla. Um, Are they losing to people who are driving Bajaj? I think ultimately industry as a whole is losing because what you see is that every time a cheaper solution is introduced, it undermines the collective investment into industry. So we're sitting in a position whereby we're trying to formalize transportation, we're trying to professionalize it. We're seeing a a situation you take into consideration what just happened in Cape Town. That's just a a, a clear failure in relationship management in, in establishing a healthy working relationship between government and public transportation. So public transportation is essential to our economy and we there have have a responsibility to ensure that we grow and diversify it in a way that won't compromise services. Thanks very much indeed. I really do appreciate the time. Batulka Mbalengwa is the spokesperson for the National E-Hailing Association representing e-hailing drivers. You with SFM, 16 minutes to nine. Your mediated conversation continues about the small yellow car and what that tells us about our car industry. Nico Smith uh, is someone who you'll know well. He takes charge of motoring on Jet Set Breakfast on the weekends here on SFM. Nico, good morning. How's it? Good morning, Stephen. How are you? Yeah, well, thank you. We've seen the type of cars on our roads changing. I mean, for a long time, if you go back, you know, say to the 80s, you would see German cars, Japanese cars, American cars. Go to the 90s, early 2000s, South Korean cars. Now cars from India. The world car industry is changing. Definitely it is. Um, the, 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 I think um, the, the companies that were leading uh, generally, as you said, exactly that, have changed. Um, I think there's a, a big difference there, of course, is that, uh, for instance, currently the Chinese companies are doing much better. The price points are, are, are much better um, compared to some of the brands that are known. Plus also what we refer to as the perceived quality of the cars are better. So um, the, definitely the quality is getting better, which means that consumers have more of a choice now um, so, yes, the field is, is definitely, there's a lot more options for you out there. Um, so we get more variety. That's got to be a good thing, I would presume. In the end, it means we should, hopefully, also get cheaper cars, even though cars in this country are very expensive compared to other places. Uh, that's exactly, that's a, that's, I mean, that's a difficult one, because it, uh, the cars are way too expensive. If you look at, if you look at what, we, what, what cars cost in South Africa versus in other countries compared to what we earn, cars are very expensive. And, and then you, you have to understand a lot of people say, listen, I just need some transport. I need, to, um, be, I need to be able to buy my own car. And that means that there's cheaper cars around and people are going to go for that. And, I mean, we're talking, one of the things you're talking about so far is safety. And it's not always a concern for somebody buying a car. Um, maybe the concern is just mobility. So safety tends to sometimes be something that people look at last. 
Um, but um, I think, uh, you know, if, if you just want a car uh, and you see something that, that costs, um, you know, doesn't cost a lot of money, um, you're not really going to con- be concerned about anything else as opposed to, listen, I can get a car and I can get myself mobile. It's also, I mean, it can change the life of an entire family, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It allows you to take your young baby with you to and from things. It allows you to do your shopping. It allows you to go to school. And all of that can be done in quite a small geographic area. You never need to go on a highway. And in most cities, there are routes that don't require going on a highway. You can actually bypass the highway if you want to. That's it. Uh, exactly. So it depends on where you live. It depends on how far your work is from home. Um, it depends on how good the public transport is. So there's a lot of factors that, that are part of, that are in, in play here. So it's not, it's not always a simple thing. Um, so it depends on where you live exa- and, and what the, the situation is like. Um, but I think a lot of people strive or want that mobility where they can do things for themselves, where they can move. And, you know, a lot of people, myself included, if, if you're young, you dream about having your own wheels and having your own mobility. So I can understand where, you know, um, I understand that very well. Um. India has, in some ways, a similar society to ours. Um, certainly has, has similar inequality in some ways. Um, people who understand that market, produce a car for that market, they're going to make money with that car here, surely. And the Bajaj won't be the only ones. Uh, that's the thing. I think um, other cars are coming into the market, and, and normally um, there are certain rules. So if you want to bring in a car into the market, um, then there's specific um, uh, rules that govern what that car should be. In other words, uh, any new car from any brand, actually, um, there's certain standards as to what type of lights, where the lights must sit, indicators where they must sit, the, the, the minimum height of the car. The, um, so in other words, there are actually certain standards that cars have to go through before they can be sold in the country, but they don't um, really necessarily go onto safety standards. Um, so the, the cars aren't crash-tested here anymore, um, so a crash test is not a requirement for a car in South Africa. So that can be good, but that can also be quite bad, as you've been saying so far. I mean, and it also gets to how big an issue is the car in, in, in actually surviving an accident. And often an accident isn't caused by the car. It's caused often by bad driving or something else. So it also depends on what you're going to be doing. And we can have a big argument about whether these cars, mm. if they're going so slowly, whether they're dangerous or not. In some cases, not being able to go fast can be slightly dangerous. I would actually agree with you completely. If you if you need to overtake something that's slower, if you're only limited to 80 k's an hour, it can actually be a danger um, because you don't have enough power to, to overtake something. So um, if a car is too slow, I would agree with you. It is definitely not safe. And if you're then also driving that very slow car on a road um, that you're not supposed to, so uh, you know where, where the speed limit is, let's say, 100, but you get onto a road where the speed limit's 100 and you're doing 80 k's an hour, then you're probably also a danger because you should be moving with traffic. So I would agree with you there as well. Um, the speed at which you're driving, and if it's too slow, it's definitely a danger. And then simple things like seat belts, um, um, or, or, you know, but a lot of people are driving cars that are really safe, but they're not wearing their belts. So mm. a lot of us are also not just simply doing the basic things, which is strapping seat belts wherever you're sitting in the car. Nico Smith, thank you, uh, presents Motoring on Jet Set Breakfast here on SFM. In a moment, the CEO at Auto Trader George Meany. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Continuing your Mediated Conversation this morning about the small yellow car. George Minnie is the CEO of Auto Trader. George, good morning. Morning, Stephen. Thank what, you for having me. What is the market for a small car, especially one at this price? Um, Stephen, the reality is 
that there are very few cars, if any, um, at this price point. Um, approximately 2,300 cars get listed on Auto Trader at any one time below 100,000 Rand, and uh, even less than that below 70 or 80,000 Rand. So, so there's, there's not a lot of supply. And so it wouldn't surprise me if this car does well because of its price point. In other words, there's a huge demand for cheap transport and particularly for people to have their own car or quadricycle or whatever you want to call it. If you can crack that market, you're going to make a fortune. If you can crack it, because our data shows that the most searched for price range um, on, on Autotrader's platform um, is between 200 and 400,000 Rand. Now, that's, that, that, could be, that could have something to do with supply because there are over 50,000 vehicles available between 200 and 400,000 Rand. Um, um, so supply could play a part. Um, there's definitely demand below 100,000 Rand, but, uh, but most of the demand is between 200 and 400. The fact it's so small and doesn't really have any power, do you think that's going to stop people from buying it? Or do you think that actually that almost doesn't matter? A car is a car is a quadricycle. Um, I mean, my, 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 my own opinion on the, on the Bajaj is that it's going to be relegated to deliveries. Um, just like we saw uh, uh, Checker 6060 and, um, and Pick and Pay's delivery service and Woolworth's delivery service. Um, I think it, it, and, and, and now, um, you know, Bolt Light. Um, it could be relegated to that part of our economy um, because uh, South Africans are aspirational and, uh, and our data shows South Africans are aspirational. I mean, um, South Africans in, 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 on order traders search for Gulf GTIs and end up buying Polar Vivos. Um, so, so, so we're a very aspirational country, very aspir- aspirational society um, that wants more than we could probably afford. Um, so, so, so I don't know if it's going to um, uh, uh, knock the lights out from a consumer market point of view. Second-hand cars still outpace new cars by a factor of more than two to one. So, so consumers will rather buy a better second-hand car or a more uh, um, well-established uh, bells and whistles second-hand car than a bottom-end uh, new car. Um, so are people still buying new cars or are people now focused on buying second-hand cars? I would imagine that price has become the big thing. I made the point earlier that it seemed to me the most popular car in South Africa was usually the cheapest car in South Africa. Well, no, that's not the case. Um, uh, so, um, so from a new car point of view, consumers seem to be buying smaller, cheaper cars. So the, the, the top-selling new cars are the VW Polo, the Suzuki Swift, Swift has absolutely taken the country by storm in the last year or two, and then the Corolla Cross, which is a slightly more expensive, but uh, you know we know that Toyota is quite a strong brand in the country. So those are the three top-selling cars in South Africa from a new point of view. If we flip to used cars, the top-selling cars are again the VW Polo. The VW Polo seems to be, you know, uh, just knock, knocks the lights out no matter what. The Polo Vivo, and then the Toyota Fortuner which is the third uh, car uh, from a used car point of view. Um, so our data also shows that consumers want SUVs. So in, in the Bajaj Cute category, um, it's, it's very small. Um, consumers want SUVs. They want a versatile car. Um, double cab buckies in this country do incredibly well from a, from a used car point of view. 
So consumers want versatility, they want SUVs, um, and so, so, so they want bigger cars. Um, does the Bajaj fit into that, uh, into that category? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's got a segment and, and maybe it is uh, a ride aid. It's interesting to see how it all pans out because at the same time, some people I think are also looking for other types of car, moving away from just petrol or diesel to hybrids to electric cars, things like that. You would think the future of motoring might be smaller and more electric. But from what you say, people still want as many options as they can get because you only buy one car once. Yeah, I mean, I think I think consumers have got a lot of choice. Um, you know, as you were saying in in the previous segment before me, consumers have a lot of choice. And and I always I always I've said for a long time that there is no such thing as a bad car today. Um, uh, most cars are reliable. Technology has been around from uh, from an ice vehicle point of view for more than a hundred years. So so all companies have refined cars to a to a degree where they're reliable. They've got service plans. They've got motor plans, and uh, and that's why we've seen cars like a Vol, Suzuki Swift, the Indian models, and um, do so well because uh, the technology has been proven. There was a time during the pandemic when everybody was working from home and people thought maybe, you know, the era of the car was done. From what you say, it doesn't seem like that. I mean, they might probably, if it, you know, people, the demand for cars is still going to be there for a very, very long time. That's an interesting question, uh, question or comment, uh, Stephen, because during the pandemic, we saw um, used car prices soar, which caused a used car price bubble towards the end of last year. That price bubble burst from about... I started to burst from about October last year, and we saw the uh, the top end of it probably to around March this year. And um, that price bubble is now kind of deflated quite a bit. And uh, uh, during that period, we saw a swing to new cars, and we saw this in 2008, 2009 as well. Um, South Africans don't stop buying cars, um, and and if the used car price um, market is too high, then they will switch to smaller new cars. Um, when new cars get outpriced, um, they will switch back to used cars, but they will always buy cars. But in saying that, we, ha- we seem to have a very consistent flat car park. So car park, for those who don't know what the car park is, it's the number of vehicles on the South African roads. Um, some of them exit every month, and then there are new ones added to the car park. But we've got a very flat car park. It's climbing, and it's not, uh, it's not growing. George Minnie, thank you very much indeed. CEO at Autotrader, really do appreciate the time. My thanks also to Nico Smith. You'll hear him again this weekend on the Jet Set Breakfast. Um, Batuka Mbalengwa is the spokesperson for the National E-Hailing Association representing drivers. And starting us off today, Directorate Bajaj South Africa, Sahil Data.